It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Hausman, the host of for your Smart Money Questions podcast. I hope everyone is doing great out there. And today I'm going to jump into a couple questions that uh, I want to go over because they have both come up a lot with people that we have been working with over the course of the last year, and especially with what's gone on in the last four months with regards to covid you know, businesses shutting down, working from home, all of these different aspects are leading people to ask this question. And then, of course, we have the other thing that's coming up, which is the election. And so I'm going to jump into both of these today because, you know, one of the things I love to do is in the conversations that we are having with people in our offices, now maybe not in our offices, you know, maybe now it's a video share, a screen share, what have you, I like to be able to take those scenarios and situations and give them to you to hopefully help you see that there is so much that you want to be considering when making certain financial and life-changing decisions. And I think that's what you're going to recognize today, why it is so important to go through the exercises that I'm going to talk about to make sure on the back end that you've asked those right questions and that you're making good and educated decisions moving forward. So before we do that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation. So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. All right, so let's jump into this. And what I'm going to go through, I'm going to read this question that came in and I'm going to talk about, you know, different parts of this question or questions have come up over the course of the last 12 months, but One piece in particular has really come up over the course of the last four months, and we all know what the last four months has done and created. It's kind of a whole different reality, right? A different environment that we are working in. So let me ask the here, let me go ahead and ask the question. So the question is this I'm 64 years old. I wanted to work until I was 66 or 67. So I was going to get serious about my financial plans in a year or so, but I just can't deal with my boss anymore. What do I need to have in place before I give them notice and get out of here? And by the way, I'm really worried about the upcoming election and what the market potentially could do should I even be considering this. So let's jump into this. First of all, what I would tell you is 
is if you are considering in that first part of the question, I was looking to get serious about my financial plans in a year or so. Well, I'm telling you, you're behind the eight ball already. Because with what we've seen with COVID, and we have seen, I've, we've seen people get laid off, be told you can come back in a year, or businesses shut down. So you're considering possibly leaving, but what if you don't even have a choice? So the first thing I would tell you to do with regards to getting your financial plans in order, if you're in this situation right now, you need to be looking at this stuff because it can change in a dime. I mean, the snap of a finger, next thing you know, you could be out. Or the conversations that I've had with clients where we, they have already, we've gotten their financial picture in order and the plans, and we've been making adjustments as they're getting closer and closer and closer to when they wanted to pull the trigger. But all of a sudden now, because they're working from home, and some of them can't stand it, forget the boss. It's the idea now of work just isn't the same. You know, this one client I was talking to, man, he really liked his job. All of a sudden now he's like, man, I don't know if I can do another 24 to 36 months in this type of environment. We don't know when it's going to stop. So let's go back to it. Let, let's talk. What, I want to get my finances in order. What do I need to be considering? Oh, and I'm really fearful of the upcoming election. Fearful. And I don't know if I should even be considering this. So here's the first thing I would tell you to do. First of all, let's look at where your money is. All, all the assets that you have, you know, and it might not just be, you know, monetary type of assets like investments and stuff. You could have rentals and stuff, all different types of investments. Look at where all of your money is. And we want to look at it in a couple different ways. And I know many of you have heard me talk about this too many times to count. We want to look at it, first of all, from a tax perspective. What does that mean? Is it a qualified retirement plan, which means every dollar that comes out is going to be taxed? Do I have a Roth IRA or maybe a Roth 401k where when I take that money out, I'm not going to pay any tax? Do I have a traditional brokerage account that I can go ahead and take money out of there and I'm just recognizing capital gains, maybe, maybe qualified dividends? So we want to know where our money is in that first aspect. And then we want to look at what type of risk is our money taking? What amount of our money is subject to the market conditions moving forward? And this is where you want to be able to really analyze your overall risk and make sure that you are having different risk buckets. You know, so some money you don't want to have subject to the whims of the market. Other, you know, you want to have some protected money. You want to have some liquid money. You know, if you're in the situation, so one aspect of risk, because many of you know that we have uh, a good number of clients who have rental portfolios, is let's go back and let's look at what has our occupancy percentage been over the course of the last three or four years? And especially in the last four months, have we seen that all of a sudden the tenants are leaving because they can't pay or they're staying and they can't pay? because they lost their job, we have to analyze that risk as well, especially if we were counting on that income coming in from those rentals. So this is where it's real important to understand where all of your assets are and what's the overall risk and what is the tax bill going to be when it's time for me to start using it. That's the first thing. Then we want to start to develop an income plan. What in the world does that mean? We want to look at what are our income sources going to be? Pensions, Social Security, investment income withdrawal, knowing where the money is coming from. You know, it's so important when we are looking at situations that have happened in the last four months 
and why when we've spoke to clients during, especially at the end of the first quarter, when good night, all hell was breaking loose, is that we are redirecting where we're taking our withdrawals based on the performance of the different risk buckets that we've had or that we have, right? So really important to look at that because then what we want to make sure that we are doing. So let's go to the last question. I'm really worried about the upcoming election and what the market is going to do. Should I even be considering this? Well, the biggest thing I would tell you is when you will go through this exercise, you will be able to see that with the different buckets that I have, I don't have to fall, and I understand the risk in each bucket, I don't have to fall into the fear of what the market is doing. Now, I want everyone to really listen to what I'm saying right here. So I'm recording this in mid-August. It's going to post at the beginning of September. If we can just go back to the end of the first quarter, it's hard to believe that at that time, for a very short period of time, the Dow was at 18.5, the S&P was at 2,200 and change. Now, the Dow is a little over uh, 27,800 and the S&P is over 3,300, almost 3,400. Well, if we were fearful because we didn't understand where all of our money was from a risk standpoint and the end of March is happening, and I know I was on, on the phone with clients about this, and I was like, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shift, in, especially if they're in that distribution phase. We're going to change where we're taking our income from to be able to see how we're going to get through this market. And so what does that do? That means that we're not, we're not being fearful. We're not immediately selling and going to cash. Many people have done that. Many people sold when that was going on. They got fearful. All of a sudden, all of a, in the back of their mind, oh, my God, 2008's coming again. You know, the whole world is shutting down. The market could go even lower. I better get out now. Well, if we have our money in different risk buckets, then when that situation happens, all we do is we shift to where we're taking it from. If I'm still one or two or three or four years away from retirement, it shouldn't even affect you, especially in the event you are still contributing into your various investment buckets. In fact, you actually want to see this volatility. Why? Because you're buying at the low. If you're in the distribution phase, I just want to switch where I'm going so I'm not recognizing a loss just because of a distribution need. Okay? So we want to make sure in doing that exercises that we are not allowing fear to take over and we make emotional decisions that many times, I mean, think about the people, and I have talked to people that did this back in March, and they got fearful, and they sold, and they haven't got back in. Well, guess what? In some cases, it, they might never be able to recover what that loss represented at the end of March, 1st of April. So making sure that we have gone through the exercise, we are looking at the different risk buckets we, are, we, we understand where that is. We don't just have one big bucket of money all invested in one way. We have different buckets. We diversify our investment portfolios. When, they, when the opportunity of rebalancing shows itself, we take advantage of it. And so, for instance, that's what happened at the end of March. Equities were down. Bonds were going up. Boom. What do we do? We do a rebalance. Next thing you know, equities are moving in, a, in an upward trajectory. Bonds are going down. We're going to re rebalance again. That's what we want to be looking at. The thing that I would tell you is should you even consider this based on your worry of what the election is going to happen or what's going to happen after the election, this is why it is so important to have your distribution plan in place and ready to go before 
you walk in and give notice. It's so important. You want to really be going through that exercise. The other thing I would tell you, so this question came, they're 64 years old. Well, that means they're pretty close to being 65, which is Medicare. One of the biggest things that we haven't even talked about here is, let's say you're only 61 and you're looking to pull the trigger, meaning you're going to go into retirement. What's going to be your health care benefits? How are you going to pay for that? And, you know, I'll make sure that we actually put a link uh, there. When you're looking at individual health insurance, now, of course, this could all change next year or the year after, but the way it stands right now, how much you pay in premium is how much taxable income is on your tax return. And so it's so important that you understand that because let's go back to the different tax buckets. If all of my money is in a traditional IRA or a 401k, let me tell you something. And I need, you know, $80,000 to live. It's going to be tough. You're not going to be happy with that insurance premium bill that you're going to have to pay. But in this case, if you're tax diversified, I have money in different buckets, I can be able to lower what that premium cost is going to be. And I will tell you this, many times when people have come in and spoke with us, uh, I think the youngest somebody was 55, 56. They had a good chunk of money. They had a you know, really good chunk. But the problem was no retiree health benefits from their employer and all of their money was in a traditional 401k. And I said, we can pull it up right now at healthcare.gov. I'm going to show you what you're going to have to pay. And guess what? By the time you get to be 60, once you hit that threshold, I'm going to tell you it's going to go up about 35, 40%. Next thing you know, I guess I'm working. It doesn't matter how much I don't like the boss. So again, going through these exercises and for everybody out there is it's so important if you have done this that we don't we don't fall into the fear because let me tell you something. I don't know if you guys remember this. Let's go back to 2016. I remember we had a client event at a winery and we were talking. I was talking with the clients and I was like, listen, we are in full-blown media blitz coming at us right now with the election. If I remember right, we held this like in uh, early October. I mean, so the election's like a month away. And, and I mean, oh my God, everyone was, what in the world is going to happen? What's, gonna, what's the market going to look like on the back end when this election is done? Well, I think we can look at the same thing now is we can't be fearful of what we think the market is going to do. We can go even go back to 08 into 09, a completely new administration is coming in, financial crisis. Guess what? The market didn't perform the way a lot of people or the experts were predicting it would. It actually started to you know, move upward and really has been an upward trajectory since then. So again, don't fall into the fear. Go through the exercise. Make sure you understand the risk of where your money is. And then diversify not only within like different investment asset classes, but also diversify in your risk. So I know I could probably preach about that all day, but you know it's so important to do that. And then I think when you do, then you'll say, should I even be considering notice, giving notice right now? If you've gone through it, and hey, listen, the income plan looks good and you're comfortable with whatever that looks like, then, you know, it's probably time to seriously consider it. Here's another one that I go over with clients a lot. And it, it kind of goes back to the first question that we were talking about, which is what do I need to go through? And I was talking about the, the process that you want to go through. And I talk about the income plan. So this one was, which of my accounts should I withdraw from first when I retire? my 401k, my Roth IRA, my brokerage account that mainly consists of mutual funds, or the extra cash I have in the bank? This is a great question. And what this is, this person that sent this in, what this is telling me 
is that it sounds like they're pretty tax diversified, first of all. Now, we don't, un- we don't know the risk that they are in in each one of those accounts outside of the cash account, okay? But my response to you is you want to be taking from all of them, not just one account. It's not like we want to ple- deplete just our regular 401k and then go to the Roth or the brokerage account first. Is This is why being tax diversified can be so beneficial because in our income plan, not only are we going to have the different risk buckets as to where, so what I was talking about earlier, the end of March, calling clients, boom, we're shifting where we're taking the money from now, from one investment vehicle to another one, lowering our risk, right? In this case, our income plan needs to also have a tax strategy overlay. So what we want to be able to do is take advantage of the tax code. So are we going to take some from our 401k? Yes, we are. I mean, and this is also going to depend on how much income do we need? Also, do we have a pension? Do we have social security? Or are we holding off on those, right? So we want to be taking from all of them, some to the 401k up to a certain threshold. Then we're going to take from the brokerage account up to a certain threshold. Then the Roth on the back end. And what that allows us to do is incorporate a tax strategy that will lower the tax cost on our traditional IRA and 401k withdrawals and potentially reduce the tax cost on our brokerage account and our capital gains, whether it's short or long term. But we're only able to do that. Why? Because those those different accounts and when we take distributions are treated differently on the tax return. And this is why it is so important that you understand where you're putting your money at, traditional 401k, Roth 401k, traditional brokerage account. We also talked about cash, right? Hopefully the cash is in a non-qualified after-tax type of savings or checking or money market account. So when we get access to that money, it really doesn't affect the tax man. But I'll use my, uh, and also this is why we, when we, if we're in a situation where we have almost all of our money in a traditional 401k or IRA, this is why I'm always talking about looking at Roth conversion opportunities at the end of the year. Just to be able to see, because if I only have my money in one bucket, in one cookie jar, think about it like this. It's a cookie jar. I'm just making this up right now. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Is if it's, all, if it's only in that one cookie jar, what happens if every time I take out the cookie, I got to take off a quarter of it and give it to somebody? And the more I take, next thing you know, I'm taking 30% off the cookie and then 35% off the cookie because I got to make up for the other cookies I already ate, right? This is why if I, w- if I had a Roth account or a brokerage account is that when I'm taking money out, it's a reduction in the overall tax cost. And if I have those other buckets to take from, then I don't have to take as much out of the traditional 401k, which all ends up on the tax return, which means it's a lower tax cost on those. Effectively, what you can do with this scenario and what we've done for clients is We take advantage of the tax code up to certain levels of where we're taking the money from to lower the overall tax cost on all of the distributions. Obviously, there's no tax cost on the Roth distributions, but I'm also lowering it on the other two accounts. So let me give you our Maggie and I scenario. I think I spoke about this a couple months ago. Where are we putting our money, our investment monies? We are diversifying our money 
We are putting money into our traditional 401k. Yes, we are doing that. We are also putting most of our money into the 401k Roth option. And then we also have another big chunk that's going into a traditional brokerage investment account in a tax-efficient portfolio. So as we are contributing that, the biggest thing that we're wanting to look at is when capital gains or dividends are recognized that they're qualified or long, they're qualified dividends or long-term uh, capital gains. So again, this is why, first of all, let me go back to one thing, is it's so important to go through this exercise with regards if you are looking to pull the trigger early. And like I said, we have had that conversation numerous times with clients I have over the course of the last four months. And I don't expect it to, to slow down at all for the clients that we have that are working, right? But going through that, running through a, okay, we're going to pull the trigger early for 12 to 24 months before what we had initially anticipated, let's say five years ago. Let's make sure the income plan is going to dictate if we can do that, right? We also want to make sure that we are looking at our healthcare options. If we're four or five or six years away from Medicare eligibility and we don't have retiree health benefits, you really need to do some planning on that. I've had some people in the office here that have really gotten stung when they ended up doing their tax return because that's where they hit you back if you were getting a tax subsidy. Then also in the income plan, we are looking at the different accounts we have from a tax perspective. Is there a way that we can take advantage of the current tax code to be able to take from those different buckets and pay a lower overall tax cost based on how those um, are tax classified? And then the last thing I would tell you is if you are, well, first of all, if you're a client and you are worried about the upcoming election, then please reach out to us. Schedule a time to talk to me. Let's go over it. Let's review your plan. Speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com, or 610-719-3003. And let's make sure we address that. The other thing is, if you're not a client, this is where it becomes so important to understand where your money is so you don't fall into the fear trap. Because let me tell you something, we all know that media just it seems like year after year there's just more and more and more of it and in many cases we don't know where they're gathering their information or if it's real factual or if it's just quote opinion if you if you're watching CNBC and Fox Business and Bloomberg a lot of that is just opinions that is creating that media buzz so especially with that coming up with the election we know that the media is going to be out in full force. And we want to make sure that we have guarded against that with the different planning options and opportunities that we have taken advantage of so we don't fall into that fear that we just got done seeing many fall into at the end of March. So, well, listen, everyone, I hope this has been helpful. Again, if you have... If you would like to get on the phone with us and talk, you can do that again at www.speakwithmat.com or you can simply reach out to us at uh, info at smartmoneyquestions.com. Shoot us an email or at the website itself, Smart Money Questions. There's a form right there. Actually, now you can actually just, if you can believe it, you can record something that comes right into us and we'll make sure to feature that on an upcoming show. So listen, everyone, I hope this has been helpful and valuable to you. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Everybody take care.